0: Welcome to the best hour of their day podcast with your host, Jason Fernandez,
1: and me, Jason Ackerman. With more than 20 years in the business,
0: as both coaches and affiliate owners,
1: our passion is to help create world-class affiliates
0: and coaches by building better boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day.
1: Welcome back to the best hour of their day podcast. As usual, Fern here with Ackerman, but very special guest. If you go back ooh, almost two years now, James Fitzgerald has been on the podcast in the past, um, but we're having him back on today. I'm super excited about this. And here's what we've talked about it recently, Fern, you and I, that something missing in the CrossFit world is this idea of like knowing your roots and remembering where you came from. And I don't know, based on James, putting his head in his hands. Maybe he doesn't want us to remember him, but, but, no. but I think it's really important if you're doing CrossFit in 2021 and you are not sure who James Fitzgerald is, take a pause here, go Google it. Hopefully we'll tell you a little bit about him, but first ever CrossFit games champion. And really, I, I believe aside from that influenced a lot of what's going on today. You were one of the first people out there that said, Hey, I'm going to put some programming out there for people to hit. I know back in, uh, 2010, 11, maybe Albany CrossFit. We were following uh, OPT programming now. OPEX. I forget what it was at the time. There were three categories. It was like move. Can you remind me of those, James? Do you remember your own? Do you remember what they were?
2: Yeah, function, being, and
1: will. Yeah, fun- There we go. So and, none and of
0: them were move. Yeah, got it. None right. of them were move, but
1: you know you <laughs> would move during them, but. The, you know, it, it was really great stuff back in the day, and and you you were far ahead of the curve. I think you probably continue to be ahead of the curve, um, but we're excited to have you on. So, so welcome. And if you're watching the video, we were kind of talking. Look at all the books behind them. How many of those books have you read?
2: Um, there's probably ten that I haven't. I would say so. I don't we'll, know what the total. We'll
0: call, we'll call that all of them.
1: So what is, before we get into anything fitness, what is your reading routine? I think that's an overlooked art this day and age. And I think it's, you know, especially in the CrossFit world, like people are like more time at the gym is better. And Fern and I are very much of the belief like, Hey, maybe less time is better and get some hobbies and educate yourself. So Hmm. you seem to be as busy as the next guy. How do you find time to read that many books?
2: Yeah. um, Well, I have lots of time. Uh, i don't have a lot of responsibilities in my current you know job um so <laughs> so i have lots of time <laughs> uh really um I don't, there's I don't really the answer to, yeah there's the really answer to create time. a company
1: that you get to leave let other people run so do the hard stuff <laughs> for like 10 20 years and then you'll have time to read is that what you're sug- is that the that's, plan
2: that's pretty much the case um <laughs> So I have lots of time for it.
1: <laughs> nice. Well, what's your, what's cool. your,
2: just out of curiosity, James, what's your favorite
0: like genre of reading? Obviously you read a ton of, yeah, you know, uh, books that would fall in the fitness realm, whether it be programming, exercise physiology, stuff like that. But do you like to read anything yeah. other outside of that?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I, uh, over the past, uh, I don't know why I got into more like, I guess, technical areas of reading and really enjoying that. But, um, I was deep inside that for a long while, and I guess over the past decade, I've really found appreciation through uh, reading a couple of books that are that are not inside of let's call it fitness that uh, that were more uh, imaginative and, and creative in nature, and uh, that really opened my eyes to maybe something i I was missing inside of inside of it. Um, and then uh, more recently, I guess over the past couple of years, I've been uh, really interested in uh, the, uh, the background information of all the, uh, the, the, the cultural things, you know, the things that uh, people want to talk about, um, or you just feel that it's a, it's a big thing. Um, yeah, I've just been trying to dig into, uh, to some of those readings.
0: When you, when you're, that kind of stuff you're talking about, art there's a little bit history, history-based, uh, politics, politics, religion type stuff, or? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Um, like, um, uh, the condemnation of blackness, uh, okay. racism, racism in multiple different right. shapes and forms. Um, what is race? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 of course, you know, the evolution, the evolution of homo sapiens is, is included in that conversation. Um, so that kind of stuff, stuff that, you know, you can, you can hear some things, but, uh, yeah. um, that's deep reading it's always been one to yeah you know well again i got time so why not like why not read uh you know you read you read a half a book and you you contemplate your
0: life for a couple for a week
2: yeah instead of a 15 second uh right bit on something that really works for the listener um i just got time to read like 12 books on a really complicated uh topic so that's cool so more recently i think that's what's been kind of interesting to me uh and you mentioned a couple of other ones too, um, you know, origin, meaning, morality, yep. faith. Yeah,
1: very cool. James Peterson type stuff, not James. Yeah, yeah, Jordan James Peterson. Peterson. Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, yeah. That,
2: was a, that was a good slip, though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but I, you know, I've read his two books on the on rules, and I forget, I don't remember what they were called. I'm sure, but he's a fellow Canadian, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was given uh, maps of meaning actually way back before, prior to uh, Jordan's more recent rise to prominence with his um, really in acceptance to, uh, to bill, the bills that were proposed in Canada. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I thought it was very confusing, actually, um, his, his original stuff. Um, yeah.
1: Well... Let's take a turn in chat fitness. Would you, Fern?
0: Yeah, yeah. What's uh, so in that stuff, James? You're you're largely kind of known for originally, you know, OPT back in the day. If you want to go in the Wayback Machine, the journal. Um, well, actually, the first time I was actually <coughs> maybe, first time I was ever exposed to you, James, was like the original Garage Games in Georgia, like in two thousand and eight, maybe. Like, I mean, those are really long. Yeah, time it was ago. definitely
2: that time frame. Brandon yeah. was there. Steve Mullen. Yep. Uh, uh, Nate, the, like, uh, Wars, Nate. Rob Otison. Yep. yep. The robot gorilla. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Which was uh, Rory.
0: Yep. Um, trying to think who else was uh, there. Know, even,
2: oh, uh, Unit was there too, I think, right? Oh, that's no, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep. It was, that, was, that was fun. Yeah.
0: Cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but um and then you and then from there it, it took, you were really and happy it. you very quickly made the transition into programming, primarily what you're known for at this point, programming. You're, well, a you're a little choppy. For, yeah, mm-hmm. you're a
1: little choppy. But basically, what he asked you, Ask the same James, okay. was you 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 made the transition from being the fittest to being the at the you know the preeminent programmer aside from CrossFit.com.
2: Yeah. Well, two of those statements are not not truly real. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Guess which one? Uh, Guess which one is (laughs) real? Well, well, both. I mean, um, you know, it it it's you know, outside looking in, it perceive you could perceive that, right? It's like, oh you were the fittest and then you moved into programming. No, uh, I was programming since the mid nineties. Um, gotcha. uh, I had always I had always done this, you know, just basically uh, investigated things. If it's not obvious to our first topic we talked about in reading, I like to dig in hard on stuff to try to find some truths inside of them, you know? So if I accept it and I think it's something that's interesting, it's gonna help others around me, et cetera, then I'll go all in on it. So I did that previously to like strongman, bodybuilding, you name it, whatever was, whatever was like current for the young coach. But and then the uh, fittest, you know, well that's all always up for argument. Um, I was uh, very lucky; uh, the stars aligned. Um, I was online working out against basically a computer and times for three years in the morning time, and uh, and uh, if you were going to bring all those people together in person. It should make sense that one of those individuals would rise to the top, um, and that was me. So, uh, so I just want to clarify a change in the language there of what yeah. seems like a presupposition of like this aha moment of programming. Gotcha. But, you know, I, was, I was programming for a decade prior to prior to that. Well, that's
0: not necessarily what I was insinuating. I would, just from the outside. That was me. In. That was me, Fern. I was. Yeah, that's. That's kind of what you're known for now. Obviously, you don't just become good at programming overnight. That takes many, many, many years to even have like what I consider to be a rudimentary grasp of programming. So, um, But that's kind of the lane that you occupy currently, right? As far as like in the space, right? But you came to prominence via that, actually yeah, like that's training, training. Yeah,
2: that's hard. I mean, it just depends upon, I'm sorry to just get drowned on a point, but no, no, no you're fine because you said that's what you're known for now right and it's no it's not i mean there's a lot of people that don't know me (laughs) um so uh in the uh in you know our little ecosystem um for crossfit and crossfit competition it would make sense yes that a number of people who are still inside of that world if they do remember what that is um the concept of opt then you know i think programming would be a part of that yeah for sure but uh um I'm, if anything, within the fitness universe, without even having a name, um, I would, uh, I would much rather uh, be known for education of coaches, coaching education. Um, and so there's probably one point in time for sure that uh, programming was the forte. So I mean, that's a good segue.
0: So without because I don't want to put words in your mouth and, and or any of that stuff, just what it, the idea of OPEX, Explain that to people.
2: Yeah. Global fitness education company, um, where we're trying to, as a mission, you know, we don't have a uh, language that we've, uh, really clarify. We're still working on that, but it's the raise to raise the value of fitness coaches. Um, and underlying that that's not public is to, you know, is to somewhat make an impact on that movement, whatever that is. Um, and so how do we do that? Will we, uh, we offer, uh, online education, um, and inside that education basically talks about the principles of, um, behavior, exercise, and nutrition as to how it applies to the physical, uh, to the physical, uh, manifestation that we call fitness or training, etc. So that's what OPEX is. Okay. And then there's, pro- there's probably, correct me if I'm wrong,
0: my understanding is because I've in it in a little bit. I've read quite a bit of your stuff, but there's two primary lanes there. So you've got coaches, and then you guys also um, still work with gym owners as well, right? So you have OPEX gyms out there. Who are primarily using your model slash methodology in order to run their facilities? Um, so yes. there's two there's two lanes there, um, and then well technically three. Well, so then you have a lane, it's
2: a lane that's underneath the education. So right, yeah. Global global fitness education right is the primary, and then like we like to say, what you want to do with that? You know, we would we would love it if you had, uh, you know, the money, uh, the time, and the energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to work against that massive resistance out there of uh, putting together a micro gym and making it look like that and calling it OPEX. I mean, we'd love that, but that's not the, uh, you know, in terms of systematics, it's not two lanes. Everything's underneath CCP and like that's one option, if I make sense, underneath it.
0: Okay. And then what's your your biggest pool of people that you work with? So a lot of, you do have a lot of athletes that you guys work with or people who are use your, your, who, who you coach. And then you have the education portion of it. And that has multiple pillars, if you will. But where would you, where would you say you direct most of your time and energy these days?
2: Uh, As to coaching coaches, to reframe your wording, uh, we don't work with athletes. I think you're thinking of uh, um, a separate company that's a spin that was, that's outside of OPEX now. It's online coaching for mixed modal athletes. Um, okay. They used to be called well in multiple different ways. Big dogs or what Jason probably knew. Yeah, about yeah I the, remember that. Yeah, early yeah. days. Um, so that that's that's outside of OPEX. It's not in. It's not underneath the lane. Um,
0: Is that still under so, your purview?
2: What's that?
0: Still under your purview?
2: Yeah, indirectly. Like I mean, if we wanted okay. to create a paper trail of ownership and intellectual property and management and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. But, um, it's not where the energy is. Uh, OPEX energy is on to answer your question. OPEX energy is, is not on athletes. It's on what we call humans, uh, which are people that are trying to reach as far as possible into the vitality model. Um, so our end product of that knowledge and information goes through the fitness coach that I'm teaching and then hopefully gets to the end consumer, um, inside of that, uh, that crazy process we call fitness
0: and then with with regard to coaching coaches because like we just do that in a separate lane obviously but what is one of the you personally right whether this is outlined in the curriculum or not what is an outcome that you're looking for in a coach that comes into your ecosystem under opex
2: yeah good question it's a uh probably an open mind, you know, I want them to be critical thinkers. Um, because we're in 2021 too, I, I, I do, I'm very heavy handed with this um, concept the whole time of, uh, you know, in, in, tr- trying to be in a few words, but uh, just the the madness that's inside of the current landscape. I, I'm, I'm really, really heavily invested in, w- because it seems like most of the energy in my time based upon all the coaches that have come in front of me is uh, a lot of them are not uh, uh, awake enough to see the landscape. So they're, they're, they're basing all of their ideas on what they're going to do for coaching. Uh, unfortunately on a, on just a system basically that has been trying to create dependency um, and trying to create, uh, commercial interest of the commoditization of fitness. And, uh, and I've been a part of that. So I can get inside and say, listen, you got to wake up to this. Um, and so the whole time I'm pretty much, uh, pretty much uh, doing that. Um, so hope I answered your question in terms of like what the what the, uh, what was the question? I think so,
0: but would you, well, yeah, like, would you, so I'll just go with that. Could you elaborate on when you say awake w- w- with regard to what, like, so what yeah. specifically, what, what would you say is you think is incorrect or broken or however you would phrase it? I. I those are my words.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man, the list is long, but uh, uh, how about this one? Uh, the high intensity model is a short-term duct tape fix for vitality. Um, so... I want people to wake up to that, you know, uh, that could be one, uh, another one, uh, the one RM makes absolutely no sense ever in the lifetime of a human for physical participation.
0: Can
1: you, Is you see frozen frozen there, I think, yeah, I'm frozen Um, frozen. right after you dropped that, uh, powerful statement he froze and now he's gone he's gone just like that he's he's like kaiser
0: so he dropped the mic he, he dropped he's the done. mic he i'm out one like, 1RM, rm's are dumb and i'm out yeah
1: and i'm out there he's yeah. back <laughs> um can you expand more on that on both of those statements the green I, think I think they're i
2: think it's
1: am oh, i can what? you hear me okay yeah. yeah yeah we got you
2: okay yeah
1: so expand more on both of those a just how CrossFits well, kind of like the duct tape and did B- say that. Oh, <laughs>
0: what was your exact word? Sorry. <laughs> he said high intensity. He said high intensity. The high intensity, high intensity methodology
2: okay. high intensity is a duct approach to short term yeah. results. Uh okay. and it's you know, uh, listen. <laughs> By I'm the way, sure we you, I'm not we, sure you if know, your listeners want to go down that rabbit hole for ninety minutes because uh it's, no, but for an hour, I for an know, hour I'm maybe. A comment that may disappoint some people, but... Um, well, we disappoint back. people
0: every day, James, I so... List,
2: I can create a list, you know, that's that's long. Um, here's another one. I, Hypertro- hypertrophy is the stupidest thing that was ever placed inside the academic model for resistance training. Um, okay. You know, here's another Let's... one that's a little bit more bigger. Um, The concept of moving every day and eating really good foods is easy as fuck. And the fitness industry has made it so complex to make money.
1: (laughs) All of of these things you're saying are great. And and just for the record, I believe, James, while, yes, our listeners are are primarily people that spend time in a CrossFit gym, we have a very open-minded bunch. We've had people from all walks of life on, you know, people that are for CrossFit, against CrossFit, have been part of CrossFit. So. You know, obviously, I don't have to tell you to speak your mind. You're doing that. But our listeners like hearing this stuff. I can tell you that. I would love to hear more about your hypertrophy because there's this push in the CrossFit world these days. And I think it's I think you can actually say part of it stems from your first statement of I don't want to misquote you again, but high intensity movement, et cetera. And I think people get burned out of it. And then they're like, "Okay, I've kind of burned myself out. Let me find another avenue that can keep me in the gym and maybe just keep me looking how I want, but, um, you know, not have to work quite as hard. So when you say like hypertrophy is the again, I don't want to misquote you. like,
2: is the stupidest academic pursuit that's ever been inside fitness.
1: Stupidest academic pursuit that's ever been inside fitness. Expand on that, please.
2: (laughs) We fell in love with the late 70s, early 80s concept of the body beautiful. Um, No, listen, if if I want if I wanted to even lean into like being on the side of something, I'm not going to quote Greg Glassman, but Greg Glassman said the same thing in different words in the early aughts. Right. Mm -hmm. And just he just had other things to take care of. I would believe I'm not going to make, you know, make um, a claim that I know what he was thinking, but He had a lot of other things to take care of so by giving a middle finger to that one concept plus 18 other that was inside of what i also considered nefarious actions inside of science for physical participation um you know you had the growth of a numerous these things right so at the end who wants to get bigger right young boys in their basement on t nation looking to buy supplements right and you attach all these emotional things to it Right, which is so fucking crazy, you know, it's basically we joke at this, but we all joked about like the guy getting the sand kicked in his face with the Bill Starr shit back in the day, like we joked about that. That's the same fucking thing in a different way that was sold in hypertrophy. And because now we have like institutions and entire organizations focused on knowing the secrets behind building muscle, we think that makes sense when it transfers over to fitness. Oh, but James, there's 20 years of research. My whole life has been dedicated to the concept of hypertrophy. I fucking don't care. It makes no sense. Who wants to get bigger? Why would you want to get bigger? Bigger makes well, fucking absolutely no sense. You become less efficient by getting bigger. That's,
0: that's where I like was going to go. Is that my original the thought the, the was?
2: Genetic issues with getting bigger. More calories are required getting bigger. Um, you know. We, we haven't even talked about sex differences in terms of the base endocrinology required to get bigger. Like it's, it's, it's a never ending. It's a never ending back and forth because of this 30 year base support of all the research, right? Where anyone can cherry pick 28 different studies showing the benefits of hypertrophy, but no one wants to say, yeah, but isn't it just fucking stupid as a proposition? Like, why would <laughs> that- you do it?
0: That's where I was going to go is that just it has no value, really. There's no value. There's It doesn't add anything and the secret is trend or a, a whole lot of other drugs that you could take. That's the secret to, to getting hypertrophy. You could do all of all you want, but that's anybody in that realm. There are natural bodybuilders. Don't get me wrong, but like yeah. we should all just stop. We should all just stop fooling ourselves like everybody that lives in that world is dealing with some degree of performance enhancing drugs in order to get hypertrophy.
2: Uh, I would disagree with that statement, but I would, I would say that they have the intentions. There's a lot in that world with the intentions of getting bigger, right? Um, and, you know, to, to kind of find a halfway there, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the bodybuilding concept. I actually push it quite hard in terms of my principles, care. i.e. like do resistance to just improve your strength or to learn about movements for your whole life. Do you see that now if you get bigger i really fucking don't care i honestly don't care right is it possible you get bigger though that this is the point i think you're making it's possible i mean there's For some sure. people that may actually gain muscle and i would think i would think that's an innate process of your uh, recognition and perception of these opposed demands that your body deals with do you see how that's different than oh fuck, i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get bigger now that's a whole different uh, you know, can of worms uh, for 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 the process, and you see, even when you go down the road, getting bigger, it's it like it just ends up in this corner of nonsense, honestly, and no well, one just wants to back up and be like, listen, <laughs> what's the power in it? You know, uh, well,
0: I don't, I don't think most people would actually, with the exception of the bodybuilding world, most people that would like live in our, like our kind of space, we'll just call it like in general GPP, or generally, general fitness space, like don't disagree. Um,
2: I would actually like you to unpack the the one rep max idea. Yeah, you're never gonna mean most people in their life are never going to have to use that maximal voluntary contraction where there's an actual mechanical, massive mechanical plus massive central nervous system demand for a really tough contraction. This doesn't mean that some people cannot express this in their life after 20 to 30 years of contraction experience. But uh, besides, you know, the odd story of someone, you know, lifting a fucking car off a child or something like that, you know, and, and that will never be studied. But that's what's called strength deficit from an adrenaline reserve, right? People have the capabilities of doing really crazy shit but you don't have to prepare for it in your gym. Because number one, it's not apparently, if it's not obvious, you don't have to fucking do any of those contractions for your whole life anymore. Maybe back in the 1200s, if we had to be a fucking Spartan, or you had to like lift a heavy rock eight times a day or something, okay. And then what the funny thing around that is that you're not even fucking training to do that. You're just doing the lifting of the rock and throwing the spear. So anyways, so the 1RM, again, is very similar to the hypertrophy concept that it has all these underpinnings of performance, right? And so people see the 1RM, but they also see athleticism and beauty and performance. And guess what you're going to get inside of that? The ability to market, the ability to sell something, the ability to sensationalize something, the ability to sell the intense concept, right? Because 1RM is the classic definition of the hardest you could possibly work, right? So who doesn't want to like inspire millions of people to do that, right? So you could see all the all the emotion that can be built inside of it. But again, top down, looking at it, it's like that kind of contraction makes absolutely no sense, absolutely no sense to like human vitality, human vitality transferability. You know, I could go on and on. Uh, the 1RM is actually a much easier one to pick on, by the way, than the high intensity model that I first proposed but the um, I
0: actually I actually don't disagree with you that much with the exception of, like, there's a competition and we have to create some distinction, right? Like, just for the purposes of that specific thing in order to determine a placing, right? So I actually don't agree with you. Inside the affiliate, we use it very, very sparingly. Um, so is that to suggest that you guys don't ever train that way when you're either teaching coaches or you're discussing concepts of programming? Is that something you avoid altogether? Do you stick in you know, I don't want to say super high volume, but let's just call it twos to sevens.
2: We give people what they're capable of doing. Okay. So we don't, we don't have a, we, if we we want to go down this road, we can, but we, we truly believe in individualization that needs to be unpacked, um, which means that you give someone on that day, what they're capable of, Mm -hmm. not what I believe is principle, right? What they're capable of. So I, an issue, I, I just answered the question really that way by saying, is it possible that someone could do a one RM in their lifetime experience of fitness? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. But I'll tell you this in the principles that we teach that takes many years, not many sessions, years. And let me, let me be clear on that. Not, not three years. Not five years. It's quite possibly in the theoretical model, yeah, it's over 10 to 15 years of resistance training experience where if you choose to, if you choose to, you can do a 1RM. Again, we're not going to laugh at you, but we're also going to say, okay, great, you did a 1RM. But that actually makes absolutely fucking no sense to your life. You know, like it, you're still going to, so if people are capable of it, by all means, go ahead and do it. But not without all of that front end ramping, you know, uh, that Mm -hmm. that scaffolding of skills that expertise and mastery of a particular movement Um, and that that comes through in lanes, what we call uh, motor control into strength endurance into maximal contractions. Um, Now, implementation of that good fucking luck, because, you know, who in their right mind wants to show up and say, I'd like to get stronger, and they get twenty seven messages before they get to you that says, You're a fucking pussy if you don't do one RMs within six months. <laughs> and the pressure that's on the coach to sell that in their gym. Right. <laughs> and and now you're like, yeah, in maybe 10 years, you'll be able to do a one RM. Yeah, good luck with that.
0: Uh, would it would it be fair to say that uh more broadly the this discussion is the the concept of training age? Is that fair? Is that a fair statement?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I just okay. use different language for it, but for right, right, means, yeah,
0: right. Well, yeah, I, but just I, for I like the to people use who
2: maximum potential—that's what I like to use. Right. is a better term. Yeah, yeah. Like, which,
0: which I understand that. Just I'm, I'm just potential. trying to to bring in to bring in listeners who who may not be following. Right, because obviously, I have a lot of respect for the content that you guys put out. You personally put out, uh, but not everybody can follow that. So the idea of training age is to more broadly would be. What you just unpacked, which is I have to take into account how long somebody has been training, how they've been, yeah. trained, what the stimulus of that training looks like, what their competency, what their competency and movement is, and we would, I would, I would make broad statement, and through to people in a, in a CrossFit gym because that's that's my world, you know, have a training age of like zero to one. They're very, very, very immature from a training age. I mean, yeah, is no that a
2: question in there, but, well, I, uh, but,
0: but, but so like, so how do you manage that? Right. So the, where I was going with that is we have, you're dealing with a general population, very young training age and oh, yeah. and you just outlined, you just outlined a problem, which is good luck using this approach. So then my question I would pose to you is like, yeah. so then what's, what's the proposed solution or how, what's the approach in order to move in that direction?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, um so it's it's education and then implementation of what our primary principles are which is motor control first but uh and i'll come back and unpack that a little bit more but i want to disagree with your your statement inside the question i think which is that you said i read your stuff and it may it may be hard to follow um i think that's people not wanting to see that it's easy i just want to make that statement that could be also seen a different way but we want everyone wants to make things complex so when we say things, that like OPEC says this very clearly, drink water, get sunshine, do weight training, do cardio, and then press repeat on that motherfucker, if people look at that and say, oh, I, I can't follow that, that's someone who is suffering from cognitive dissonance. That's someone who doesn't want to believe that it's as simple as that, if I'm making sense. Now, I'm not saying no, you, you, you said that with that intention, but I want to clarify what, quote-unquote, what you get from OPEX, because what you get from OPEX, dude, without saying nothing, we don't even know how to make it as simple as that. Like it's, <laughs> you know, it's basically down to no, no words now, you know, and I don't want to get to subjective realism based upon that, but, but that's the game. So how to change those people, it's really education, meaning like, you know, for that person, and this is what we honor inside the individualization process in OPEX, we have opportunities for the coach and the client, and it's set up inside of our systems, as well as our gyms and our recommendations to coaches, to like talk these people through what they think fitness is, right? So what do you think fitness is? Oh, fitness is all these 27 things that I came into this conversation with, right? So do you think it's gonna be easy just to say, listen, Fucking full body resistance, motor control one day, easy aerobic the next day. And that's what you're going to get for the next five years. No, that's not how it's approached, right? Eventually, if you were to strip away all the mechanics, that's ironically what they get. And if you can't see me on screen, I'm wink winging like the fucking secret to a whole ton of problems, right? Um, No, it's the behavior concept. It's behaviors like, uh, you know, because a couple weeks later, sure as shit, they're going to come in. They're like, listen. This whole like slow game progression, learning movements, et cetera. I got it, <sighs> but fuck. I mean, everyone's doing this shit and I see this fucking fast shit and all this listen, you see what I'm saying? So how do you fix that? I can tell you what you don't do. You don't say, don't worry about it. You're going to get a piece of this in our class and we'll just make it work for you. So we'll make you happy. You know, we're giving what clients want, etc. No, no, you know what you do. You say let's go sit and talk for 90 minutes because i need to rehab you again out of these behaviors that you think is fitness right so i should i i this i always get into trouble with this because it it by the end of it especially with the crossfit audience listening in, they're all like that's fuck, just all fucking crazy so i'll back up and say <laughs> with all of my with all of my shit that i make mention of remember my presupposition for people is vitality right I define vitality as people exercising forever. That's what I come into the the idea with. I secondly also have this presupposition of autonomy. That means that I don't want them around in my fucking gym over time, right? That one is ridiculous to kind of like crack inside of the fitness industry, even in conversation. But I just need to say that at this point in time, halfway through because everything I'll say here forward sounds actually fucking daft and out to lunch. If you don't know what I really believe in. So I believe in autonomy, meaning clients over time know how to do their own programs with no coach or anyone involved based upon that. And then now they can teach their kids and teach others in their community, et cetera, et cetera. Secondly, I believe in people moving forever, right? And so that you have to have objective measures and a whole bunch of conversation around that. Well, what do you mean by that? I mean, every fucking day. You're doing something, right, every day for the rest of your life. You know what I'm saying? So, And and then you can reverse engineer everything back to answer all your questions. Oh, should we do this hypertrophy program? Is it leading to what our overall goal is for moving for the rest of our fucking life? No? Then don't fucking do it. Like, this is how you make decisions based upon that initial presupposition. And I'm not saying that's easy, right? That's fucking... Th- th- that's not simple easy, but hey, it's what, simple what else it's simple, it's simple. Be unconscious users to this right to this folly over time i actually not i really actually moving i actually
0: don't and i actually if if we were to unpack this if we were to like get i actually don't disagree with anything you've just said like none of it right and i and i and i would so i would say everything that you've just said through the crossfit lens so like everything you've said i agree with right like and uh and,
2: what do you mean by that you would say well, everything gonna, i would say through the crossfit I'm, lens
0: well i'm going to explain it to you in the terminology okay. that we would use when we teach the course so when you're talking about vitality i would and again we could we could split hairs on words but let me unpack this for a second because mm-hmm. i think we are in agreement i think i think they're i i, think I don't think we are both, well let me finish first so if we say vitality i would replace that and i would use a similar term and i would say health now what does health mean the way we would define health right and again and again, it's, a, it's fine to disagree with it, but I'm saying I agree with what you're saying. I think we're just slightly off, like we're one or two degrees off. That's my personal view on, on what I've just heard you say. If I say okay. health, what am I talking about? And if you're saying autonomy, I would agree. And if we think about, so the way CrossFit would define health is increase work capacity across broad time and modal domains throughout your life. So that's autonomy, right? We're not saying you should do one RMs. It's a part of that training if you choose to do so, right? But I'm looking at fitness forever, not for a short period of time. The games is an expression. I don't know that it's a great expression. It's cool to watch, but it's definitely not – wouldn't fall in the line of health, right? I don't know that training to that degree is healthy. I don't know that it creates long-term uh, health and fitness. Uh, it arguably um, could be detrimental just like any sport if you're going to take it to that level. So um, – yeah, no, I agree with you. And I think if you are running a good facility, at some point you should be teaching athletes how to move. They shouldn't need you there. They should understand the basic concepts of very general. You should, you know, lift heavy. Heavy is relative. Do cardio, and then you should mix those things up in whatever form that you choose to do so moving forward. So I, I don't, I don't disagree with you,
2: man you don't but crossfit doesn't do any of that shit. so you are inside a crossfit
0: well so, so, you're, so explain, that, so explain to person, me your understanding of that right there right because when CrossFit you say crossfit doesn't, doesn't, doesn't thing, do any CrossFit of
2: that does not have any model set up outside of a performance model right the the whole concept is that you call it it's a hijacked concept of health but what crossfit is going after is performance
0: well, right. I don't your, know if that's your, true because performance, is the con-
2: that. faster, stronger, uh, whatever you, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say inside of it. So you can personally say you agree with that, but CrossFit, and it, and it's like it's like CrossFit's fucking immune to, to like being being against their initial methodology, right? And I get it. If you got something on your door, and you're like, listen, we're different. Then, then fucking say that, but don't go back to the dogma, the original doctrine of high intensity, you know, modal domains, et cetera. What the fuck does that mean on the back end for autonomy? Right, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. And listen, we, we could even go into the research, right? Which is okay. probably more publicly available, but no one wants to talk about, how after a couple of years, everyone's scrambling inside of the intense model for new diverse, you know, tactics of keeping people going when really you're not sending people out your doors and them doing their own programs for the rest of their life. That's the definition of autonomy, right? So when, we, when you when you use those words, um, you are saying you're agreeing with me, but do we we differ on, on everything inside of that if you wear the CrossFit shirt when you say it?
0: Uh, um, I'll, I'll disagree with the so the the performance aspect of it came second that was uh an outgrowth of it and whether you think it's good or bad whatever like i don't really care but the but the point is that is that that is not well no no but i mean like that's not the conversation that i'm having currently i think there's two conversations here it's like whether the value of competition uh, as it relates to autonomy or fitness in general that's a separate conversation but that's not what that's not what we teach in the course. That's not what we preach inside of the affiliate.
2: But dude, it, it's, it, it's what is bled and everyone hangs on to is the performance concept.
0: Well, let's, so let me, let's be I mean, clear here. When you say everyone, that's not accurate. Like concept. there are a lot of, there are a lot this of people is that your do doctrine, that. Because,
2: by the way. This is your correct. doctrine and this is the correct. thing, right? You got, when you wear the CrossFit shirt, you have to own that. And I'm not saying I, pointing directly at you guys right, to it. Right. But listen, I was on that side of the fence. So when you get sucked inside of the vortex of a cult, and then you get out, you can't even, you can't even recognize how that veil has been pulled over your eyes, because you can't create your own language, you're kind of stuck in the language of it. So when I say just to show the difference here, when I talk about vitality, remember, vitality is the other end of the performance spectrum, the other end, the performance spectrum with whatever you want to call it. Scaling 60 minute classes to do as best you can on a whiteboard. That's called fucking performance. Okay. So if we get semantics, on perform and games and sensationalism, et cetera. You know, we're never going to come to an agreement, which we don't need to. Right. But what I would like at least someone in the fucking CrossFit universe to say is like, listen, we, we have this, you know, idea that we're immune to being wrong on particular things. And we say that we're open to all these concepts, but we really don't apply them when it comes down to in the trenches for the majority of the gyms for the methodology. And that's where, that's where shit goes awry because it's easy to squeak out and say, well, we're the 10% of gyms who offer a version of individual design or et cetera. When if you wear, again, if you wear the shirt, it's based upon performance. And anything connected to performance, which the games is right next to it, if the games went away, that'd be a fucking interesting dynamic as to what you do then to get people into your gyms when you don't have sensationalism or these people like myself, sort of the, the, you know, role models of of physical expression. Um, You know, if you don't have that, what do you have? You have vitality, which is consistency, autonomy, and moving forever and then you're going to have a hard time looking inside the gym saying now where is everyone learning where is everyone learning such that we have a tremendous amount of graduated people after 3 to 5 years who leave this gym and never come back and i'm going to i'm going to say that it's going to be very tough to find that inside of the crossfit methodology gym
0: when you say tough to find that meaning the the a crossfit box is not producing people that are Capable Graduate. of leaving there. Yeah. And they can capable of go, to go do their own and like never need somebody after that. Yeah. Yeah. To some degree, I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah. And I think, I think just like anything, um, that requires a certain level of skill set from a coaching, which has only developed over years. And some people who are currently in the fitness space, um,
2: I disagree. I think it's, uh, again, what I fell for is we make it complex to sell dependency
0: well i think there's a difference between complex and experience
2: uh what
0: i think there's a difference between something being complex and me having enough experience to execute something well i can have something simple and have no experience and not be good at it i can also have something simple right you know so i I, you know at this point we're having uh, maybe a roundabout conversation about like the quality of coaching, which I think everybody would, would agree can and should improve.
2: Uh, I don't, okay. Yeah. No, I disagree with that. I think what I was talking about is, you know, we make the concept of fitness and fitness progression to humans really complex. Right, And of course it's a, it's a little bit more complex than what I said earlier, weights and cardio, eat good food, press repeat on that motherfucker for the rest of your life, right? It's a little bit more complex than that, mm-hmm. but it's not. So when you try to like make that super complex, that's what I'm saying in terms of that being, uh, this, is, this is what makes it uncomfortable for me to see this in myself, it was a power grab It was a power grab to make me seem smart, to make people dependent on the fitness concept, and to actually enslave them to this whole fucking dependency model. Why? Because I wanted it to be all about the mitochondrial biogenesis from high-intensity fucking occlusion, whatever fucking you know stuff. This is complex. So what should we do about it, James? We need to educate coaches. We need to like dig in on all the principles of fitness. You see where that goes, right? It's like, oh, wait now, maybe it's not complex. Maybe you wanted to make it seem complex because you needed to sell education or we didn't want the public to recognize it's that simple, right? It's like, oh, don't, fucking, don't let them know that, you know, patterns one day, pacing the next, press repeat, like get on with it. No, it's, it's much more than that, you know? So I hope you heard inside of that what I meant by complexity. I was the the pusher, so it takes one to know one, you know. Well, inside I think. Of that, yeah, yeah, no, I think the public out there uh, that that if that's that's what I mean by simplicity. That's simplicity. Right, right, The answer is there. The answer has been there for a million years. By the way, also. One hundred percent. One hundred We want to turn our back on that um, because, in my opinion, not not to leave it on that you know dystopic note, but we got nothing better to do today. That's basically. <laughs> what what that's true
0: well i i also don't disagree i would agree with you with regard to the wanting to look smart i don't know anybody that has pursued an endeavor that hasn't gone through some uh variation phase of battling ego myself included where hey i'm doing this not for the end not for the person on the other end of this conversation but the but but for me well there's lots of professions
2: that don't do that by the way
0: uh just out of curiosity such as what
2: physics math teacher a uh, fucking plumber. Uh, listen, I can I mean, come on with a list of 100 people. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, if you're going to use them as a whole, maybe. But, like, if you could easily pick out people. I mean, you could use math and physics where you could find plenty of people in that realm who are are narcissistic apps in absolute nature. Um, yeah,
2: um, you're way out of line on that comment. That's like uh, so – that's such a false claim. That's ridiculous.
0: I mean, are you, are you suggesting that there is not a physicist on Earth that is narcissistic?
2: Oh, you're talking about numbers now? Like, I mean, so you find three out of a million and then you're going to claim that a lot of them are narcissistic?
0: No, I didn't say a lot. I said there are some just like in every profession.
2: So what was the, uh, what were we getting into there?
0: It, it, no, my point is that like, I don't know that that concept of what I heard was you describing, you know, ego that you went through, like you personally went through that right? Is that that fair? Uh Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What I, what I'm suggesting is I'm not sure that it's avoidable as far as like personal growth and development in, in any endeavor. Like I, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't, I, what I'm saying is I don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't, broadly speaking, I don't know that it's avoidable. Maybe it is in very, in very unique circumstances. And I get it. I think it's part of growth in anything. I think if you you could probably outline it in your own personal growth as uh, in in many ways. I know I can. I'm, I'm still probably dealing with it in many ways, right? Like th- this podcast would be one form of it to be very candid with you like this. there There is some layer of of, you know, ego and in, in producing something and then thinking the world would give a shit about it, right? Like there, there is some underlying flavor of ego with regard to that. Um, and all of that to say, with regard to training and trying to pursue something, I guess my question to you is like, what's the alternative? If we know that it's so simple, but people are not doing it, keep it simple. But people still need coaches along the way. I disagree with the fact that CrossFit is uh, has pushed to made it complex. I mean, it's it's pretty simple, right? Like we're not like if you want to dive into it really and get nerdy. But the simple is just like, hey, eat eat regular foods, move regularly, and do it in a variety of ways. I mean, if I was to really distill it down, that's what it is.
2: So without hitting on the point that uh, CrossFit makes it simple, because that would be another podcast, uh, the solution is, um, you know, first, I'll go back on the previous points, you know, someone has to create a concept of a beacon, you know, and I think that beacon is you know, real high cognitive capabilities when you're 87, um, functional capacities for what you need to do when you're 87 and being really content at 87, um, whatever, whatever way that gets you there. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I'll just say that that would be the definition of the beacon. And there's a lot of things we're doing today and selling 25 to 40 year olds that with what we think we're selling them, that's helping. It's not getting them to that 87 that I just described. So the beacon leads all the shit that comes before it, right? So I'll start with that, you know, to your point of solution, solution, someone has to have the fucking balls to say, this is what we want the end result to be, right? So this is what I want the end result to be is that, and I hold that as the highest standard. Okay? Okay. Working back, I think is to change our fucking language. Again, this is why I talk about CCP coaches. I want to wake them up prior to giving them the principles, right? So, Uh, language starts with that and start with simple language, you know, do some patterns of resistance one day, push, pull, lunge, squat, bend, and core. And that can be colored, but that can be simply taught to people and then do pacing the next day, which is basically just sustainable aerobic work, preferably outdoors in nature or to some kind of, you know, um, degree. And you just repeat that thing over and over for the rest of your life. And the challenges that can come inside of that are lengthy and fun and enjoyable and creative and intuitive, et cetera. But you're never, you're never, you know, requiring a coach inside of that. So the way that I got there was not through, oh, it must be systems of six years of academic knowledge. And then we spit these people out and then they stand up in front of a room with a polo shirt on, and then they speak to these individuals and talk about how it's all complex, the mitochondrial biogenesis, mechanic overload and all this shit. That's not the way to get there. You start there with the simple language of that presupposition of the beacon and what makes it easy for people. The last solution, which is something that I I keep pausing on it prior to making mention of it, is to make more young people aware of the fact of physical sovereignty earlier in their days. Now, how that gets implemented. Woof. That's a fucking complex, nasty, dirty topic, but you know, gone are the days where, you know, we have these physical standards uh, that are embedded inside the public education institution. Right. And listen, I'm not on a high horse here. <laughs> so let me, uh, let, before we fucking couldn't, people we, get,
0: could, we couldn't possibly agree more here. Just okay, for I record. just
2: don't know yeah. who, I'm, who I'm talking <laughs> to. So I want to be careful of that. Okay. Nope. So listen, you know, and that can happen in multiple different ways and it takes a whole fucking rewiring, right. Rewiring meaning, like a lot of parents need to be woke up first (laughs) so again i agree get through that and then now all of a sudden and if you think that you know parents are not needed inside of that academic nurturing you're fucking mistaken like you're way out to lunch on that so it has to be a full family concept change right where everyone gets on board where the mom and dad says listen son Um, I know I got things to improve right on my own nurturing and my own learning for physical capabilities, but, but the expectation is by the time you're 18, and this is just whatever language you want, by the time you're 18 and you're finished with this educational institution, if you fucking ask me like how many carbohydrates are in a bagel, I can slap (laughs) you in the face, right? Or if you, if you say, um, you know, how to, how to make a fucking shirt, you know, I can punch you. Or if you're like, what is bending? And how many reps should I do for bending? You know, I can kick you in the leg. I'm just giving you some humorous anecdotes to like nope. what learning is. Right. Right. So the, the, what I just mentioned on the last point, people can't even spend a half hour like contemplating on a couch thinking about that notion. They're like, oh, there's no fucking way you can have humans be able to know about how to nurture themselves and and uh, live a free physical life. There's no fucking way you can do that. And when you come up with that, you are the fucking problem. You're the problem because you are selling again, back to that previous notion, this meta power around what you want to have. You, you want to control the idea that knowledge is not free. That knowledge is super complex. Do you see how it comes through based upon that? Right? No, it's fucking simple. If you put it into younger minds, it will rip apart and deconstruct the entire fitness dependency model landscape because people will be like exercise. Oh yeah. I fucking do that every day. You don't need to teach me anything. You know, I know. Oh, broccoli. I know what broccoli contains. I know why it's good. I know what glycol are. I know what DIM is. I know what indole three carbonyl. I know how much fire, you know what I'm saying? And if you're like, Oh, there's no fucking way humans can learn that. You're the fucking problem. You're the problem.
0: Yeah, I don't. I were so that's not my solution. That. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't disagree with you there at all. I think we. I like. I do. I. I agree with you. You know, but I. It's. It's weird. I feel. I may. And you know, I might be misunderstanding this. I feel like what you're saying is that this is simple, and there and there shouldn't be a need to guide anybody through that. That's what I hear, right? I don't think that's in what the you're future. Saying. Yeah, but what does that look like, I guess, is the is the more broad question. I have no idea. Yeah, no, that's um, a great
2: question. I philosophize yeah. on this one all the time. And excuse me for stopping you on to finish your question. No, no. It was something Go different. Go ahead. you because, because I philosophize on that all the time, we can't wait. With, there's there's no predictions, right? There's no pred- Dude, <laughs> after the past two years, if you think that you can predict <laughs> things of like, no, 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 I'm being more serious on this point. No, no, I know I'm you are. Like, where does health and fitness and the professional fitness coach fit into civilization and the importance of that person? It is fucking disgusting how low on the totem pole we got over the past two years, right? So what I, the point I'm making on that, that's an indication. That's a signal that there's absolutely no fucking hope for what the current system has for the spread of information to the knowledge of physical freedom. So, so can we do this like halfway game to all these adults, you know, and coaches can teach people and we'll move people towards consciousness and ever, listen, I, that's my game, right? I'm fucking trying to do that, but yeah. I don't kid myself in thinking that that's a successful proposition that's gonna have like quote unquote impact, you know? Will we have impact on maybe 2% of humans across the globe for the next 60 years? Okay, maybe, right? Yeah, okay, sure. But what happens to the other 98%? All of them will be stuck for years and years and decades and decades inside of this dependency model of fitness. So to find the halfway of what you were just asking there, right. I think we need to put pressure on the responsibility of the public of this free knowledge. That's what I think we need to do. And then we go and- like this. Listen, you know it's free, you know it's simple, what the fuck do you plan to do with it? And if they go, well, I'm going to need you for three years to do this intensely, you go, no, 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 this is free, it's simple, what do you do with that? Now, is there in-betweens in there which will make people happy and I'll still keep selling courses and people still keep showing up to your gyms? Sure. In my opinion, though, that's all unconscious folly. That's my truest opinion based upon that. It's all, it's just like a game we play. Eh, this is making you happy and making me happy is all fine. But we're still not making people autonomous and we're still not sticking on the simple language that I think could be the, the fix that needs to happen like tomorrow, right? But ask... just think about my statement, right? My statement sounds fucking stupid as, as shit, right? It's like, oh, so just a second no. now. So that no, means I that all, all fitness will deconstruct tomorrow. It's like, yeah, so <laughs> think about me. Like, I mean, I'm not selling that whole complex education scenario anymore. That's basically what I'm saying, right? So, like, you just rip the whole thing down. Well, that's basically where we have to start tiptoeing towards.
0: So, let me ask you a question then, because uh, I like I like the thought experiment. I do, I, and I and I think we probably agree on a lot of things with regard to society and their their viewpoint on health and all of those things. Um, what I don't see, I don't see that happening. Unless, Well, but let me explain why I don't think I, I, I don't see that happening unless there become negative repercussions for not figuring it out, at which point now I think we're having a discussion that you're talking about, which is like, I don't think you're going to be able to rip all of that down unless there become negative outcomes for not pursuing that in its most simple form, seeing like, you know, like just moving daily or not eating like shit or something like that. Uh, because right now it's, I would argue that it is maybe you could maybe throw it in the bucket of it's rewarded, but it's definitely not punished.
2: Oh, oh, for sure. And that now we're getting into just like liberties and freedom, you know, of, for sure. But oh, That's know, what I'm saying. And individual Without, responsibility. Oh, but right. I mean, yeah, no, I, I'm agreeing with you on that as being a, a notion as to why that wouldn't like fall through. Listen, hey, I, I just want to
0: highlight. I want to highlight I'm something. Deeply, we I'm also we did we did agree. Mythology. We did agree. Just so that we get yeah, that on the record, we, get, we did agree yeah, on yeah,
2: that. Yeah, I Totally <laughs> agree with you. I mean, there's there's a lot of, lot of nefarious actors behind that entire schema just to make people, uh, seemingly looking like they're uh, they're connected and having all these virtue signals, you know. We're in the whoop uh, band or all these, these <clears throat> metrics, you know, it's like, oh, this is, this is for your health. It's like, no, this is a long-term play for big pharma. That's what the long-term play is.
0: Okay. What's, uh, number one, I appreciate the conversation. What, what's your, what's your kind of outlook for the next couple of years with OPEX? What are you guys pursuing outside of just continuing to do what you're doing? Is there anything else you guys uh, have on the horizon?
2: Yeah. Nothing outside of that. I mean, we're, you know, um, to, to come down from, uh, what I was just mentioning. Um, we're just going to keep, you know, trying to wake coaches up. That's it. That's what we're going to keep doing for the next number of years. That's our, that's our beacon. Uh, that's what I think a lot of people in this business and, uh, uh, folks who want to have a future, you know, uh, in this business, um, I think they, they still, you know, really believe that we got a lot of positive things to share. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll continue to, to, to keep pumping that. And I'll just stay here in my office. And um, you know, uh, when they say, you know, step in front of the screen and talk to these people, uh, just say more nice things than you say negative things and we'll be okay. So I, that's probably the it's probably the role for the next couple of years. Okay. If, uh,
0: if people want to kind of start digging into OPEX, uh, where would you suggest somebody start kind of getting into some of your content and, and just having discussions with you guys in general about like what that methodology looks like, what your mindset is with regard to all of that, where would you point people?
2: Yeah, you can go to OPEXfit.com, com. You can get all the information, um, and, uh, dig into, uh, um, learn our recs. Our team has put a lot of work into, just trying to create this, uh, avenue for people to get more of that quote unquote, OPEX language and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, um, that may be helpful for, for, uh, some of the public, I would say it's like our initial attempt to reach over coaches and, okay. um, it, you know, it, if you guys know from trying to build anything, you know, things don't get built in a couple of months, so we'll probably have, you know, 10 years of, uh, iterations of this thing until. You know, 10 years down the road, my daughter, when she's, you know, 25, will be at college somewhere and be like, Dad, this person came up and was like, yeah, I'm doing this thing. I just learned it from this website called uh, LearnRx, you know, um, where it gets to the public and it doesn't go through the coach. And that's probably our, our tiptoeing into, uh, you know, jumping over coaches and getting to the public uh, about what this, uh, what this freedom is of which I speak.
0: Got it. Uh, I appreciate. It. I, I think that's. Uh, I think that's an incredibly audacious pursuit, and I and I have a massive amount of respect for that. So, you know, kudos to you, man. I think that's great. Cool. Listen, dude. I uh, as much as we do disagree, I I have a massive amount of respect for what you've done over the years for the exposure that you've given people to the to fitness in general. Uh, and uh, and <laughs> Jay will tell you nobody likes to disagree more than me. So I actually thoroughly appreciated this conversation, you know, cause I, I think, yeah. I, I think more, I think we should disagree more. Uh, I think it's healthy. I think the idea of disagreement is not accepted in society anymore. And I think uh, that was part of the reason I, I, because I, when we asked you to come on, I was like, we're going to disagree on some stuff, but that's not the point. The point is not to disagree. The point is to have constructive conversation and unpack ideas. And I think I understand you a little bit better. I hope the listeners understand you a little bit better and OPEX in general. Um, Because I agree that we should all be a little bit more open to that and pursue and challenge ideas. And, uh, you know, this is a very, very small arguably maybe not an important portion of that, but the, but the idea is to pursue it. So I appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Likewise. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much
2: for coming on James. Yeah. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of the best hour of their day podcast. We appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.